Broadcasting Network. It's Blissin Up. I'm your host, Rachel Lang, intuitive astrologer. Get starstruck with inspiring guests and engaging conversations. Blissin Up starts now. Hello and welcome. You are watching and listening to Blissin Up. And I am so excited because today I am in a brand new studio. We have a really exciting show for you. Um, I've got a, a, a little bit of, of tweaks, a little bit of changes, and uh, a lot of excitement. Um, and 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 so and and so you know, in today's episode, we are we're gonna just we're gonna dive into 2016. I, I'm so excited because I often get the question, I often get asked the question, what is the difference between astrology and numerology, and and how do they relate to one another, and and, and are there intersections? And so I've invited a guest, Gail Minogue, a master numerologist, author, TV personality, and workshop leader, and she's gonna be our guest on our show today. And we're going to explore with her the numerology of 2016 and find out what's significant about a nine year. What does nine, a nine year even mean? And, um, and also, uh, you know, talk about the intersection between astrology and numerology. Talk about trends and forecasts and events that we can sort of expect coming up this year. Also, we're, we're going to determine what 2016 means for you numerologically. Um, after that, we have a question from one of our lucky listeners who submitted it through Facebook. Robert asks, how can I tell if my partner is the one? Uh, that's cute. Uh, are there indicators and compatibility charts? And, and so Robert, we are going to address your question and, and illuminate some possibilities for you later on in the show. All of this and your weekly astrological forecast with some exciting changes to our Starstruck segment that you're gonna see and experience. So it's another exciting show and as always, I am in studio with the amazing, fabulous, talented, and super handsome John Williams. Oh, thank you. Hey, John. Hi, good to see you it's again. It's good to see you too. Yeah. It's good to see. Yeah, it's a, it's an exciting uh, episode, isn't it? Yes, it is. I'm really excited to hear about the intersection of numerology and astrology because yeah. I use both. So. Do you really? Yes, I do. Oh, wow, so wow. I know just a little bit yeah. uh, of numerology, um, but but I, I I find that it's it it's it's been very informative for me, and, and I found it, especially like in the houses where I oh live. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's it's a little more simple than, than astrology, yeah. depending on you know how deep you go into either numerology or astrology, but I think numerology for me is a little more simpler to understand. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, Gail, Gail is just incredible. She's, yeah, she she's is. She's such a, she's, and she's also just really spiritual and 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 really smart. I mean, she's a commodities broker. Oh so wow! I know, I know. She she's got a background in that. Well, that's interesting because I know that there's a couple of astro or uh, actually numerologists that I know have went from banking into numerology. Really? So that would make sense. Wow! Yeah. 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 So she she works a lot with businesses and mm -hmm. individuals and and uh, she was just telling me about you know talks that she's given at Wells Fargo and things like that. 
So, um, so she's, you know, she's the best numerologist I know. Very cool. And I'm, I'm so excited to have her on the yes. show. Yes. So, but first. Ready to get? Should we get starstruck? All right, welcome to Starstruck. This is our the segment of our show where we talk about astrologically what's happening this week so that you can make the most of each day. So this weekend, number one, Mercury is the planet of communication. It's the planet of thoughts, our ideas. It, it, um, it symbolizes what ideas and thoughts are coming to the forefront and what we're thinking about. And, and Mercury is, is forming a conjunction, meaning it's right on top of Pluto. And Pluto is the planet of, of intensity, of the subconscious mind, of going deep. Um, it's also the planet of regeneration through death and through a process of, of, of coming full circle from death to new life. And, um, and, 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 it's, and so as a result, when these two planets meet up, um, we go really deep into our subconscious minds and out into the other side. And so we gain a lot of awareness, a lot of realizations, but it's not always easy. Sometimes it comes through some confronting some, um, some situations from the past. Sometimes it comes through, you know, having conflict, conflictual conversations or conflicts that, that emerge. And so um, our earth signs especially, this is a great weekend for working on, um, on how you are going to step up into your power. Because um, that's what Pluto encourages us to do. Pluto wants us to empower ourselves um, by going on deep, by rooting, by anchoring within ourselves. And so, um, and so our, our Taurus, Virgo, and Pluto, I encourage you to use this weekend's influence to build up your resume, to pitch that award-winning idea or, or, or creative project, uh, land a great big deal. This is a time when you've got a lot of charisma, so use it. Scorpios too, Mars is in your sign, and so you can really make use of this influence as well. The Libra moon this weekend adds a little bit of dynamic tension because it's gonna form a square with, this, with these influences. There's a lot of intensity, so I encourage you to find outlets for some of the angst and some of that tension that's building up within you. A lot of restless energy. And so we're all gonna be on the edge of our seats, ready to move. Um, to bolt if we need to. Therefore, be gentle in your conversations. Choose the kind of approach that um, will help you best deliver your personal truth. We're all gonna feel this, but especially our cardinal signs, Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Choose your battles carefully. Saturday is a juicy romantic day. We have a lovely Venus sextile Neptune. They're, they're relating very nicely to one another. Neptune is, uh, Venus is the planet of love and relationships and balance and partnership. And Neptune is the planet that dissolves our boundaries. And so we have access to open our hearts in ways that really foster compassion in our relationships and that really, um, that really help us to see possibilities for healing and for connection where um, otherwise we've experienced fractured relationships and tension. So make it a date night if you're single, uh, or you're, if, if you're not single. If you're single, this could prove really positive for your love life, especially Taurus, Virgo, Scorpio, Pisces, and Capricorn. You signs are going to be the ones who, you know, you're just gonna be able to relish this more than anybody else. So, um, you know, so, uh, so, so take advantage of this to really connect in an intimate way with someone that you love or that you care about. 
Air signs are going to want to get out and play this weekend. Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius under that Libra moon. But, you know, you are the social butterflies of the zodiac. So find ways within that, within that going out, within that relating, find ways to, to really nurture and cultivate those relationships with your friends and, and perhaps even open up your circle to, to welcome new people into your life. This could prove very positive for you um, in, in terms, of, in terms of, of, of really forging new connections and new relationships. Um, then that evening, the moon moves into Scorpio, sizzling up our passion and, 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 and even influencing our, our, you know, our sense of sexuality and our sense of, of desire for intimacy with another person, mm -hmm. especially our water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. We have the last big bang of the Uranus-Pluto square still lingering, so we're still feeling the intensity, still feeling the energy of this influence that's been going on since 2008, and, uh, or since 2012, I'm sorry. And so what does this mean for you? Well, with all of these things that are happening and culminating this weekend, you are in a process, along with us all collectively, of transforming of moving through the systems and structures and limitations and beliefs of your past and, and kind of, uh, you know, reinventing those for yourselves and maybe even breaking down the ones that no longer serve you. And so as a result, you're, you know, you're seeking freedom and seeking new ideas and innovation and invention in, um, in response to the things that no longer work for you. So with the moon in Scorpio, we can really move deeper into that subconscious realm and access awareness about our histories. So I've actually heard this quote that, that it's never too late to have a happy childhood. And so I encourage you to consider going back and recontextualizing some experience that was less than ideal for you and seeing if you can reframe it in a way that empowers you so that you gain the lessons and the insights and you, you consider the growth that happened as a result of that. And, and, and you help heal that influence. This is a really powerful weekend for healing. Then, when you're finished with that, really congratulate yourself for going in and doing that work. Pat yourself on the back. Um, because anything, anytime you go back and heal something from the past, you're clearing the road to the future so that you can manifest really what you want. And you can start to, to, to reshape the way that your life moves forward. Monday, the moon makes some really interesting visits with Pluto, Mercury, Chiron, and Jupiter. With lunar aspects, we really feel the ups and downs because the moon moves faster than any other, um, any other heavenly body. And so we feel these things emotionally primarily. And, um, and you know, if you think about it symbolically, the moon is very, very much involved with the ebb and flow of tides, of the movement of big bodies of water. And water symbolizes our emotional centers. And the moon's influence can shift our emotions in ups and downs. So our water signs in particular, Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, you're the ones who are going to be feeling the ups and downs a lot. Um, this is a, a day, again, for powerful healing. So consider seeing your therapist, healer, astrologer, numerologist, make an appointment with Gail or, or me, and, and move stuck emotions through your body. Our fixed signs in particular, Leo, Aquarius, Taurus, and Scorpio. You might have to do a little bit more letting go. and Dig beneath any anger and get to, get to the core, get to the root. What, what hurt lies at the bottom of that? Bring it to the source, and then you experience transformation. This is a really passionate day.
So channel that, find a way to channel that into your relationships, into your romantic life, into advocating for causes, for getting involved in something, for doing some volunteer work, for finding groups to connect with. Then on Tuesday and Wednesday, we've got a lively moon in Sagittarius. And, uh, and so fire signs, watch your step. I, I find that a lot of times with everything sort of in, when, when the moon's in Scorpio, we're, we're kind of intense and we're in this zone where we're doing a lot of personal work. And when the moon moves into Sagittarius, we all just want to get out. We want to do things. We want to be active. We want an adventure. And, and often that can lead to going too fast and not paying as much attention to where you're going. So, um, so, so really, like, watch your step, especially our fire signs and our Geminis, too. Um, we have a lot of energy, but we need to really focus our visions so that we can get to the next level. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, these are all days for really finding strategy to manifest the dreams and the visions that you really want using practical application. The, the Sun-Saturn influence is really good for this, and it's also good for setting goals, especially our, our Earth signs. And this carries over into Taurus, when the Moon in Capricorn deepens that drive for success and achievement. So focus on work. Libra and Gemini, connect with others for brainstorming po possibilities, social networking, a lot of synergies happening for you. Scorpio and Pisces, this is a heightened time for creativity um, in all areas of your life. Aries, Aquarius, Sagittarius, a lot of movement happening. So take a step back and assess carefully that next move. And Cancer, keep going forward. Let your heart, not your ego, guide you through challenging conversations and power imbalances. And our Earth signs, Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn, this is a great time for you to really solidify um, you know, in any ideas or any projects that you're wanting to move forward. Mercury's out of retrograde, you have a clear path keep walking, keep moving ahead. So that's our week, that's Starstruck. We will take a really short break and we'll be back to talk with master numerologist, Gail Minogue. So stay tuned. Rachel Lang, charting your astrological course to love, career, health, money, and more. How to get through Mercury retrograde, make the most of a new moon, I'll help you navigate what's ahead with inspiring guests and engaging conversations, plus a whole lot of fun. It's a little bit of woo-woo, but it's all about you. Listen up every Friday at noon on UBN Radio. sound of online radio welcome to the sound of universal broadcasting network you make me feel like I'm 
to be here with Gail today. You are a master numerologist yes, yes. with more than 25 years of experience in, in, uh, in, in numerology, but you've also got a background as an author, a TV personality, a speaker. Yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of those things. Yeah. yeah, and a commodity broker. Well, for years, that was my background, was commodity broking. Really? Yeah, in Chicago, mm. the Board of Trade. Yeah. Mm. So I've always worked around numbers and cycles and trends and and done that for a long, long time. Mm. Yes, and it's always interested in the patterns and the cycles that go on within our own lives and in our society. Mm -hmm. So that's what I look at. So, and and each year starts a new cycle. Is that correct? Every year is a universal year, but some cycles can be a thousand years. They can be sixteen years. They can be five years. Uh, they can be a hundred years. But right now we're in the universal eight year, I'm sorry, nine year, mm -hmm. which is 2016. Mm -hmm. And what does a nine year mean? Well, nine year is completion. So if you look back at what we all started nine years ago, um, that's what we're finishing up this year. So you want to take a look at where was the country nine years ago? Mm -hmm. um, what were we doing nine years ago? Where What began this process? And that brings you up to 2016, where we finish up a lot of that before we go 
forward in a new leg of our, our journey here. Mm. The United States is going through a lot of stuff. Yeah, what kinds of, so you follow trends with, that are like global trends. Yes. And, and with yes. markets, and what yes. kind of trends can we expect for our country? Well, a very volatile year. year. A very, really? A very, yeah, continuing a very volatile year. Um, as you know, we have Pluto and Capricorn. Yes. I always consider a Pluto event, or Pluto and Capricorn in particular, is the government sleeps with the corporations, mm-hmm. and that sleeps there for 16 years. So it's really, uh, I would say, not a lot of leverage for the worker. Mm-hmm. And um, so the corporate and the government are, be- are bedfellows, and then you have uh, a complete exposure of everything. That's what's so good about Pluto and Capricorn is it it uncovers the dirt under the dirt. Mm-hmm. So you see like an exposure a week. Mm-hmm. You know, right now it's the Flint, Michigan yeah. water. Yeah. But it will continue to expose that needed to. But what's trying to take place is to get the United States back to the same time it was born and what was the purpose of this country. So a lot of old structures are dying. Mm-hmm. And a lot more will die this year in a nine year because the mm-hmm. nine is completion and endings and letting mm-hmm. go. So you're going to have a situation where there's more volatility, there's more volatility in the stock market, there's more volatility around the world in leadership, mm-hmm. and certainly more volatility in the United States. It's like all these groups are just fighting. It's, it's very similar to energy around the Civil War. Really? Very close to the same patterns as the Civil War. But America hasn't had this type of condition since it began in 1776 when it was born. But it actually started about 1760 to 1778. We're in the exact same cycle. Are we? Re- so, and this is just so leading up to the revolution, leading up to the revolution, all the stuff that was wrong with King George and what he did and everything else. Um, and so, right now, it's all the things the government's doing wrong, yeah. the corporations are doing wrong. And what do we need to do to expose that, clean it up? And so, there's, there's this, these factions within it all scrambling for their special interests. So it's basically trying to re- transform mm-hmm. and revolutionize what we're doing to bring us back to what what, what were we founded for? Mm. So uh, now I'm hearing you talking talking uh, bringing some astrological terms yeah. in and numerological. Yeah. How do you intersect the two in your own practice? Oh, that's a good question, and I get asked that a lot. And really, what I I consider that all of us are tied to the constellations. We're all mm-hmm. we're all tied to the heavens. I mean, we come from quote the heavens or the intelligence into this plane of consciousness here, and we get to live here. Maybe uh, we're looking at about 120 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we check out way too early. We're supposed midlife is about 60, not not 40 at mm-hmm. all. So when we're born, we are magnetized by the planetary alignment that's set up at our moment of birth. Mm-hmm. So if I like, I'm an Aquarian. So I took my first breath at 17 degrees Aquarius, and um, I'm magnetized as my myself or my ego at that. And then I have this whole arrangement of other planets and everything else. Now there is a complete a geometric system for all of this and that's what we call the sacred geometry of how everything is fit and handled so I go the numerology is the geometrics or that is the blueprint for the constellation for the wow. astrology so that you have the house or the numerological structure 
of it being built and inside are all the rooms and those are your astrological aspects. I love that concept. So you have them both always working together. So many times if somebody will say, well, I really want to learn about astrology, then go learn about numerology first. Really? Well, because it's really the structure that sets all this mm -hmm. up. And do you, does it does numerology function on principles of harmonics or frequency or how is well it it, it, it everything is energy everything is sound mm -hmm. so you have numbers basically vibrate on sound mm -hmm. so everything you know and they'll talk about even old biblical expressions about and the word became flesh it's really sound took form mm -hmm. so sound is really what's measured. And we give it quantities and qualities like we do with number one or number ten or number, you know, one is a ten. The same thing with mm -hmm. a zero. But we do this for everything. Everything here, whether it's an umbrella or the chair I'm sitting on, is a numeric formula, a chemical formula. And that's always math. So the whole universe is made up of math, mathematics, or um, numbers. And it's really basically energy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Energy and sound moving it. Mm. And yeah. so, and, and that also relates to, I mean, color. I mean, it, yeah. it, you, can, you can break yeah. it down even further yeah. in everything in your reality. You could break a word down. If I said the number one, there's actually four, four sounds in the word one. <sighs> four sounds in the four word sounds one. Four sounds as, as it goes out and starts movement in the energy, so that's part of the one. And as you go out, that's actually moving particles, but it's all sound, so as I say that word. So one has a special meaning, two has a special meaning, three has a special meaning. So right now we're in the number nine, um, or overall for the world, and that is completion. So you need to take a look at what was going on nine years ago, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and look at what we need to clean up, mm -hmm. and uh, it can get kind of, it's going to get, it's, I, it's not pleasant. <laughs> yeah, but, but I think the opportunity, I think the, the opportunity, opportunity is, very, is, very powerful. is for us to come together in new ways and, you know, and, and find, I yeah, mean. It's, it's, it is, we look at, there's so many things that, um, there needs a reformation in mm -hmm. the Middle East. There's never had a reformation mm -hmm. where the parts of Europe had. Um, there's also other other layers going on on the I Ching, which has very subtle cycles inside that are very powerful. Mm -hmm. They're operating on us. Right now, we're operating on the number two for a thousand years, or 2000, 2000 mm -hmm. to 2,999. So these are, this is all feminine. The two is a feminine number. So for the next um, 1,000, well, minus 16, yeah, yeah um, we're going to have the rise in the female power. It's so interesting. My show next week is actually about this very topic. Yeah, I just did a, I just did a, a program the other night at the group on the rise in power of the middle-aged female. Because in the I Ching, the, I Ching, the female, the middle-aged female, is rising in power. You can see it in the news and places of mm -hmm. um, spaces where she is fitting in or leading. And she will take the scene big time in 2024. Mm -hmm. So this rise in middle-aged power will last till 2044. Right now, it's the rise in young men. And that's been going on since 2004. Mm. And actually, 20 years before that was preparation. So let's say 1984 to 2004 was a preparation, and the 2004, 2024 is a full power of the young male. So you see gamers, tech heads, you see terrorists, you see gang members, all having to do with this rise of the young male. 
this all completely changes in 2024. Really? Yeah. And you'll see that female power. Now, it's not young female. It's middle-aged females, 40s. Um, people who are in their 30s now will be in their 40s, 50s. So you're going forward, the grandmothers, I mean, you're going to see this mm -hmm. as taking, you know, rising, and little by little, you're going to see um, this across the world, leaders taking positions mm -hmm. in government and in, in uh, once we get out of this cycle that we're in with Pluto and Capricorn, it, it will be... Huh, it'll be cleanup. Right, right. A lot of cleanup. Right? Yeah. I think I think we've already started that process. I mean, I think that that's what the whole Occupy Wall Street movement was trying well, to do. It didn't go anywhere because it wasn't wasn't its time. Right now we still have to expose more. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. We still have to expose more. They're bumbling through. They're mm -hmm. bumbling through. But we have seven and a half more years, and we are in a nine-year now. And every person, just like the, this country, the United States, is a five-life path. Okay, so tell me, tell me about this. Five is the catalyst of change. Is it? Five is in the middle between one and nine, so it is the, the number that can see the past and it can see the future. So it can look backwards and forwards and it can take the past into the future. So fives are catalysts of change, and the United States is a five. How do you country. calculate that? How Country's do you state of birth. Okay, July okay. July 4th, 1776. Got it, okay. So you get a compound number, you reduce it as a five. Fives are always agents of change. Hmm. So Abraham Lincoln was a five. Franklin Roosevelt was a five. Mm -hmm. Fives always want to move, be a catalyst, break it up, let's go forward, come mm -hmm. on. Let's be, pro they're very progressive. So the United States is the catalyst for the world. Mm. It's the way shower for assimilation. So we get to assimilate here and learn how to do it and export that out. Okay, okay. So our job is to really try to get assimilate our own backyard and then help through our whatever you want to do it through our laws through our our, our connections outside the country to help the world assimilate itself mm. which is, look at it, it's having a very hard time doing yeah definitely very hard time doing so do you think so now from my understanding and I, I'm an astrologer not a numerologist but yeah. but from my understanding each each person each company each country each has city. each city each state has has not only an, a life path or a number that it that it yes. that it's represented but it also has a specific uh, frequency or a specific number for the for the year is that correct each city state location automobile office space well, you name it is numeric ah. so each state has its own blueprint the date that it was uh, founded um, it has a name, so we can look at its destiny in the name to see what it, what it, what it's about. We can see the personality and the soul, or really what that motivates that state. Mm. So each state is very unique and different. Each city has the exact same thing, the date it's incorporated. The same as a business, it's incorporated on a date, it has a name. The same as you are born on a certain date, you have a life path, you have a destiny, you have a personality, you have issues. Um, so yes, every every city, state, business, I don't care what it is, every car has a license plate number. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing about a license plate number is that it projects how you want to be seen. You really? Could be, you could be meek and mild, but you have this powerful license plate number, uh -huh. and that's how you really want to be seen. I love that. Okay, so no, but so would you use the... The number, this is fascinating to me, um, would you use the number, like the number of the letter? You let you add the letters because letters are numbers. Okay. B is a two, th C is a three. 
you add the letters and the numbers and get the combination and reduce that and find out. So this is how you want to be seen. This is in my book. I have a book called Divine Design. Yes, actually, John, we have a we have a it picture did. of that. Mm -hmm. If you can yeah, put that up, because it has it, it helps you find out your dresses yeah. and, and I mean, there's no accident. We have a lot of highways with the number five. Five is moving, so we have. The freeway going up north and south of California is the 5. That's the giant freeway. We have the 405. We have the 105. But we have a lot of or 65. The worst speed you could be at for posting is 55. Really? No well, one's going to go 55. <laughs> because they want, because the, the they want to speed movement. with that yeah. number. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. That's exactly right. It always puts movement into mm. it. Mm. So when you get a house that, has, that it reduces to a 5, then um, you get, that's a busy house. Yeah. It's a lot of activity. You get tired there. I mean, yeah. it's just it's a great place if you have your own business. Mm. There are houses that you don't want to do your own business in due to the number. Which ones? Seven. You don't want to do it in a seven. That's like a, a house where you really retreat. Mm. So unless you're very cerebral and you do retreats and that's your business, then that's not where you have your, have your office mm -hmm. in a seven house. And um, but uh, other numbers are much more advantageous, but I wouldn't do it in a seven. <laughs> and unless you want to work, work, work all the time, I wouldn't do it in a four house either. Yeah, I lived in a four house. Just move out. That was my entire like. I lived there for two years, and I was so exhausted because that, that's how it felt. Every single day was like nonstop, twenty-four hours. You're either working all the time, or you're working on the house all the time, or both. Uh, so what what do you do if you're living in? like a, a four house, for example, or you're living in a house, uh, I mean, you ca it can't change the number of the house. So you move. So you move? You move. Really? So there's yeah. nothing you could do to remedy no, that? No, no. You can't do a feng shui lady, come in and put mirrors <laughs> around it or water Crystals. fountains. No. Yeah. And you yeah. can't ask the city to change your address. Mm -hmm. So you plan it. Mm -hmm. You strategically do it. You mm -hmm. think very strategically on how you're going to extricate yourself out of this. Mm. But if someone is a seven life path number, yeah. Would they, would they be drawn to a seven house, or would they be... They could be, yes. And that accentuates the seven. It makes it even more mm. of, you know, nobody goes to that house unless they're invited. It's not a party house. You know, we might have a meditation group there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's the kind right. of thing it is. Right. You go out to the world, that's where you retreat to. Yeah. Yeah. So you better have an office somewhere else or an outside life, mm -hmm. or it's very easy to get lost in the seven and not bother. Mm -hmm. You know, read, write, just, yeah. mm, so, you know, yeah. what, like that. What, do you, what happens when you are in a relationship and you're living with a, you know, a person or a group of people in, in a, are there better houses that, like better house numbers that? Yeah, I mean, if you're living with, if you're living with roommates, that, that's a challenge. Because one person could really blossom in a place, the other person wouldn't. Mm -hmm. It just depends. Mm -hmm. And if you're missing that number in your name, like you have missing numbers in a name, um, each number, each letter has a number. So if you don't have certain numbers in your name, those are karmic corrections. And if you move in one of these, if you move into a house that has one of these numbers, mm -hmm. there you go. You activate it in that house. I love that. I love that so idea. that's like, oh, I don't want to do that. I have, my soul number is a 448, and I don't have any missing numbers, thank goodness. But I've noticed from childhood that um, I'd always end up in an eight house. I had nothing to do with it. And always stuff, you know, eight, eights want people to be successful. It's about business. It's about authority. It's executive type. 
And finally, I just said, you know, when I could choose my own way in the world later, and, and I actually own a rental property, and it's an aid, and the only people who, who uh, rent that place are always executives. Mm. I didn't set that up. But I don't really care to live in an aid house anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, and sometimes we're in a certain time zone that matches the number of the house. We unconsciously move into a house with the same number as the time frame we're in. That's so fascinating. It's fascinating. Well, I think it's it also speaks to the fact that every single thing in our environment is a reflection. It's almost as if we project ourselves or an aspect of ourselves or where we are at any given moment into our environment, into our bodies, into into you know every. It's it's almost as if you know that we are a walking reflection of what's going on for us internally. Well, we have this incredible blueprint that's operating. You could say, look at us and say that we're actually a mathematical system. Mm-hmm. We're a mathematical system that's working with an energy field that we're always putting into and taking out of and projecting that out and attracting that in. Mm-hmm. So when cycles change, like next year, you'll have a, my personal year is eight. How do you calculate a personal you year? Your personal year, which is very important, my personal year is eight. And that's from your month and day of birth. So my birthday is February 6th. And you add it to the universal year, which is a 9, which is 2016. Reduced is a 9. So 2, 6, plus 9. That is an 8-year. So this is what I call your harvest year. So already I've had five speaking engagements. Uh, and this is what? January? <laughs> end of January. Yes, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And so it's your harvest year for all the work you've been doing over the last eight years. Wow, wow. So you need to know the years you're in because you don't want to be working hard in a year of rest, mm-hmm. which is a seven year. So if you have a personal seven year, you don't go in every day to the office bright and early and work hard. All you're going to do is either get sick, and people do get sick in seven years, just because they won't slow down. Really? Mm-hmm. And so then that changes next year. So the next year you next would, Yes, every you, year it changes. You would be in a nine year. I would be in a nine year next year. Yeah. And the universal year will be a one, but mm-hmm. I'll be in a nine personally. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things in my life will start to clean up and end. Mm-hmm. It, it, my mother in my last nine year, a couple of, no, the last two nine year cycles, she died on September the 9th at 914 on the death certificate in my nine year. So it's wow. nine, 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 fourteen in my nine year. Yeah, mm. it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it's it, so incredible. It's if we only knew that we have these blueprints, that when we be, come in and we activate them, we need to understand. I had an elderly gentleman said, "I wish I had learned this in kindergarten, then I could have helped myself, or my parents had known it, or could have guided us." Right. Right. So mm-hmm. how can people? Uh, make the most of this year and of the energy that, that's coming, that, that, that is represented with the nine year? Well, the nine year itself is completion, and so they need to really, people need to cut their losses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what, that would be what I would say. Yeah. Stop, stop deceiving yourself. Get out of self-deception, which is a huge characteristic of most of us. We get into denial, and you need to cut your losses. You need to be much more pragmatic this year. You need to get rid of things that don't work. Um, and you could be in a brand. You could be in a one year, 
in it personally, but in a nine-year universally. So make sure that you cleaned up a lot of stuff that shouldn't be in your one in your new beginning. Mm-hmm. So you can ha- you have to always work with the universal year, but your personal year is the most important time. And does that start at your birthday, or it starts start the January? beginning of the year because you're under a new influence of year, but it gets the most acute towards your birthday. Okay. So sometimes if you're born in December, that energy will go into the following year as well. Okay. And you may be in a double track for the first months of a year. Okay. So I'm always happy that I was born early in the year, and January is what I call a recovery month for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's very slow. The energy is still cleaning up from the previous year, and it's dragging, and people are really hibernating. Mm-hmm. I don't care whether it's the northern or southern hemisphere. Uh, it's just because that energy is ending mm-hmm. of the previous year. So it's, it's remarkable how accurate it is and mm-hmm. how you can help yourself if you only know your timing. Definitely. Timing is everything. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, and so, so real quickly, you have a, a talk actually coming up next week. I have a workshop coming a workshop. up on February the 6th. Uh-huh. It's in Santa Ana at Common Grounds. It's going to be on uh, this 2016 and beyond trends and forecasts. Great, great. So it's two and a half hours, and it is this weekend. There is a special. My uh, media people just put it up. I think it's up $29, which is a bargain. Excellent. And that will be ending Monday. Okay. So, But that will revert to 39 or 45 at the door. And so it will be packed with a lot of information, both on... Cycles and trends in some of your own personal, you'll get a lot of personal help great, from that, great. what's going on. And we'll take care of the different segments of society, including the economic markets, mm-hmm. which people always want to know. What's going to happen in the economy? What's going to happen to my job? Right. right. Right? So they can see that on my website. Gail Minogue, that's G-A-I-L-M-I-N-O-G-U-E dot com. And you can also buy your book there, and you yes. have work. You have all kinds of. You have yes. all kinds of. You have a yeah. whole store yeah, with CDs yeah. and uh, and yeah. and you know online materials and yeah. cl- courses and things like mm-hmm. that. And I post every week, and I also have a quarterly newsletter. And you can follow me on all the social media platforms, the main ones, four of them. Great. So follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Google, and um, LinkedIn. Excellent. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so oh, much for you. being here today and thank for you. sharing with it's us. my pleasure. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. It's wonderful. great. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. All right. So that is our show for today. And we did have a question from Robert um, that I wanted to, to, to just respond to real quick. Robert uh, sent us a question on Facebook. He says, how can I tell if my partner is the one? Are there indicators and in compatibility charts? And, and so, Robert, what I would say is that, that compatibility charts can show the, um, the, the challenges in relationships and the on opportunities, the opportunities for growth, the opportunities for connection. Compatibility charts can also show ways in which your relationship has, has ease or if issues if it's struggling. And so, but you are the only one, you and your partner are the only ones who can tell if it's the one or if this is going to last. You working together, showing up, doing your work together, learning um, everything that you can from one another, growing and supporting um, together, that is how you determine whether or not the relationship is going to work. So astrology can give us signs and indicators of, of whether a relationship is going to be challenging or easy, um, uh, but ultimately the power is within you to make that call. 
So thank you for sending your questions. If you have a question, please feel free to send it and message me on Facebook. Blissen Up with Rachel Lang is my Facebook page. Um, or you can email me at blissenup.com. Next week is a really exciting show. I've got guests Catherine Gray and Heidi Schink on, and we're going to be talking about women's empowerment and 360 karma. So tune in next week. We'll be right back, same place in the same studio. Um, thank you so much, Gail, for, for being my guest. Thank you, thank you John, uh -huh. for, for, for navigating the technology. <laughs> thank you, Tony, for, for hooking us up in this, in this uh, studio. And uh, everybody have a wonderful, blissful week. Thank you.